<laughs> okay, you can start. Welcome home radio podcast. Are you looking to buy or sell your home? Our team is here with answers to guide you through the buying and selling process. We encourage you to ask questions. Please comment on this show or visit us at welcomehomeradio.net for more information. Bringing real estate, lending, and education together in one place and to help you make the right home decision for you and your family. Here are your hosts, Blair Thomas, Tom Holm, Alan Pace, and Jeff Duffy. And welcome to Welcome Home Radio, where real estate lending and learning come together. It is August 30th. We've been talking about first-time home buyers, and we thought it would be a great discussion to have to look what neighborhoods, what are the aspects of neighborhoods that these buyers need to be aware of? What are you as a homeowner, maybe, you need to be looking at aspects of your neighborhood, and are they living up? Are they good? Are they? What are the impact, maybe, if you're considering selling? So many things about this conversation could be of value. So bring your questions, comment, like us at welcomehomeradio.net, share us with your friends. You know somebody's possibly looking to buy in the near future. Hey guys, morning. Want to welcome everybody. Hope everybody's doing well and staying hydrated and cool out there. Uh, record setting August, as I understand it. We're going to be setting the high for the average of the month this year. So, uh, everybody staying cool out there? You can't. <laughs> oh, you can't, huh? <laughs> you can't. Unless you're out there before the sun comes up. Or, or you just don't go out there. There you go. There you go. I think that's where Tom is at. Drinking a lot of this stuff. Tom is, is sitting very still in the breeze and the fan. It's blowing on him very, very patiently. That's, that's why he's so, so smart. Yes, we see it, Tom. We see it. <laughs> hey, guys, let's talk about the neighborhoods. I mean, first time home buyer or anyone really looking at the neighborhood. One of the top things I always find is, again, lifestyle. What type of lifestyle is that neighborhood? What's the makeup of other people in the neighborhood? And, you know, give your input here. But is that really important? Do you want families with families? I mean, you're going to have if you have schools in the neighborhood, you're going to have young kids. But you also are going to have the the older generation, the the not childless, but the empty nesters, I would call them. Um, what's the makeup? Yes, I I R one as well. But lifestyle, does it succeed? Does it does it add value? Does it is it close to things that you want? Uh, what else aspect of the neighborhood lifestyle are you looking for? One of the, I think one of the main aspects that's going to affect. The, the area you're looking at as well is an HOA. Oh my goodness! Well, I just go ahead and let me just pull it right out of the wow. hat. Wow! About he blew that gun right that off the right out of the water. Makes you want to sing a happy song, don't it? I'm trying to I'm trying to peel back that winning sticker, so I just went right after it. You pulled the bandaid off in one fell swoop, and the scab came with it. 
Because I got to tell you, I'm I am an anti HOA guy from the get go. I want my neighbors one mile away, and I don't want an HOA anywhere within. So, well, you're okay if you have your neighbors one mile away. They probably want me one mile away as well. I understand. (laughs) But tell us about HOAs, Jeff. What do they really do? What does an HOA do? Let's think about, first of all, it's usually going to change and determine the, the price tag on the home you're looking for in a, in a typical area where the, the property is going to have an HOA. But while everybody likes to complain and be annoyed with, and I've been right there in that same boat, at the same time, there might be somebody two houses down that they could be changing out their transmission in the front yard. So I'm, I'm also appreciative that that's not allowed. And leaving that transmission in the bathtub also. That's Absolutely. Right the so there's well, the it, fine line to what you're saying, you know, leaving you alone <laughs> a mile away, but when it comes handy. <laughs> there are a lot of communities that have changed their rules on transmission changing and stuff like that. <laughs> but, you know, that's a... Uh, it's neighborhood, you know, is a big, big deal. And what makes real estate fun is we change. We, we start, we're in the middle and we get older. It's our needs change. And what was at one point schools and, you know, uh, maybe my job is close has become mass transit, easy access, um, hospitals close by, things like that. So it's a, it changes as we age and it's what really makes real estate a lot of fun. I mean, every family's different and um, it's an interesting aspect. HOAs, there's good and there's bad. I mean, there's some really bad stories out there by HOAs, but you know, I think for the most part, people get along with them. All right. Um, but when it comes to lending, Blair has to get involved with that because that can make a difference in how much you can buy. So but anyway, it's a different subject, different story, but neighborhoods are. Oh, no, it's a ball part of this one, in my opinion. It's it's yeah. not a different story. It's a part of it. I it's, mean, it's a big part of it. It's huge because if you look at certain areas, some of the HOA dues are not frivolous. It is, you know, you're talking 5000 a year. Um, it, it's, it's just amazing how much some of that can be, but, uh, I think it, it, it's, a they, there are a lot of good that HOAs do, but I'm sorry. Sometimes there's a lot of bad, uh, keeping, keeping the neighbor from painting the front door pink to, uh, no, you cannot put up an eight foot fence because you want privacy around your pool. That's not going to work. We only requ- we require six foot only. I mean, there's certain things that happen or do. It's good and bad. You have to take it with that all. Um, Tom, did you have HOAs back in the caveman days? Uh, usually uh, there was uh, uh, some restrictions as far as what kind of cave art we could put in the cave. And the stonework. What about the nets? Yeah, and as long as we can, we can make them bear-proof, so that type of thing. Oh, okay. Good deal. Well, you know, HOA fees are affected by inflation too. <laughs> They're going up. And, you know, the, the cost for these things, if you're in a townhome, it's high because they're doing everything. You don't do anything but live there. Um, when it comes to other, you know, subdivisions, 
you might have pools and health clubs and all sorts of things. And those are high, but you kind of get what you pay for in that aspect. Or you could move to a neighborhood with no HOA and put in your own pool. Have you seen the cost of a swimming pool lately? <laughs> that is six figures. So, you know, it is what it is. But Blair, to your point, I know a lot of people that know absolutely no i don't want an hoa i also know people that get into neighborhoods that don't have pools and health clubs and all the things like that rec centers they just pay a, you know 100 bucks a year to do the flowers in the front somebody comes and puts flags in the neighborhood during the fourth of july things like that so hoas are all over the place and the good part about at least where, where we live in the dallas fort worth area is you have a lot of choices you know, you, you don't want to be in an HOA. You know, there's a lot of areas that are not HOA. And if you want to be in one with all the fancy stuff, we can find you that. And if you want to be middle of the road, that's available too. So we're kind of blessed with that in this area. Hopefully we brought it out that HOAs are important. You need to be aware of that. And it, it should not be a surprise when you write a contract on a home offer, what is the HOA dues and how that can impact your loan. So be aware of that. Uh, again, lifestyles. Uh, I think schools, especially for families, that's a, that's a critical piece. Elementary schools. Uh, I mean, my goodness, we had we had a past president of a board of, of school district. How important is where does how many elementary schools do you have per school district compared to the geographical area and the population of that? I mean, you've got to have a certain number of elementaries feeding into junior high, feeding into high school, right? Is that the way that works. Mm -hmm. Tom? Well, that's, that's the math on it. I know Frisco ISD, it requires six students per every school. And then you, that's 12 students for every, that's elementary school. That creates a lot of schools. So yes, <laughs> if the concept is, you know, and, and of course with schools, you you get to some communities where they don't want to have a second high school, that type of situation. And these are things that, again, people moving into certain districts and moving into a district for the schools, when they move into those districts for the schools, they don't know about, are they, the, it's the responsibility of that realtor. And that comes back to Alan, I'm sure knows this very well, when you sell somebody in a certain community, you're supposed to be able to describe that community to the person and tell them about, you know, what goes on. And the politics, unfortunately, become part of the, the transition, but even more so policy and policies that have been in place for years and years and years. I mean, I'm in a school district where, you know, it was like, you, you know, Build a second high school? No way. No, we're not going to do that. Everybody needs to go to one high school. Well, the one high school that was built is limited as to how much, how many students it can carry safely. And you can't just expand suddenly into another space when you're out of space at a school. So those types of philosophies, they have to be expressed when you're buying a property. And uh, this, you know, this conversation about community schools are a big driving force when we make decisions on where we buy buy homes. Yeah, if you start seeing those little trailer houses outside of school, your taxes are going up. You're getting ready to get another school. 
So that's a sign. But yeah, anybody moving into a neighborhood and you have kids and schools are important, you got to do a lot of research. You got to, you know, do your diligence. Realtors can help, but don't rely on a realtor to give you everything that is going to matter to your life because your life's different from the next person's life. So what's a priority to you? Sports, you know, spelling bees or math or whatever. You know, you got to find the right school for you. And, you know, you, you it's interesting you brought up about Frisco ISD, Plano ISD, Allen ISD. I mean, they all have different philosophies. And Allen being the one that has, hey, we're going to have one gigantic high school and everybody feeds into it. Uh, only, you know, for their athletic program, for their educational side, whatever it may be. So you need, as everybody's here said, you need to do your research, understand the district that's there for the community at large, for your family, for your children. If that's not a critical point, if that's not, if you're an empty nester already, you know, what other the other things in the neighborhood are looking for? We're looking for local resources, local retail. Um, you know, pride in the neighborhood. I mean, I know the look, and we talked about HOAs, but a lot of times your HOAs are run by a lot of those empty nesters that have either retired and or are looking and they want to help out. So, you know, what are they looking for? What are, what are those things that, because I think one of the things, crime rate seems to be one of the key things. I would think a lot of people, families and mother with or without kids, are looking for a neighborhood that's secure. You know what a good example of this is, I think, is Louisville. Um, you know, very old city, uh, Texas-wise, and um, good community for years and years. And then the 70s came in the 80s, and um, they built Marcus High School in Flower Mound, which alleviated a lot of the load from Louisville. But downtown hadn't changed. Well, in came mass transit, and all of a sudden, townhomes popped up, different buyers, single people, and they just want to come home and go to work. That popped up all around it. And the downtown's been revitalized. Louisville is a completely different community than it was 30 years ago. I mean, completely. And I know you can say that for about a lot of communities, but mass transit made a big difference in Louisville. I experienced it, you know, living in Flower Mound. So I saw the difference it can make. Um, you can buy a really good steak downtown Louisville now. And I'll guarantee you, 1985, that wasn't the case. So um, anyway, I think, you know, age of people, no. how they, how things change make a difference in somebody's life and what they're looking for. No, you're done with school. You went out of the city. You're tired of the noise. You want to live a mile away from Blair, you know, because you don't like neighbors. Well, you don't either anymore. So get on out. It's, mm -hmm. it's. Again, what I think makes real estate a lot of fun. Everybody is just different. Well, and I guess mass transit, I, I hadn't, you know, being in Texas, we all got our own vehicles. We all got our own ways around. But I guess that is a challenge for a lot of people, especially Californians moving here and from other states as well, getting to Texas as soon as they can. And it makes life interesting. But uh, I think. I mean, one of the aspects I got to believe that is critical is crime rate. I don't know where to go look at it. I don't have an idea if you just look at the local PD reports or if there's a, do you guys, does, does realtors have a information? What, what can they look at? 
I, it's, to me, it's just, I don't know. To me, it's, it's a number. It's like a chart. It's data. But you got to experience it. I, I, I tell folks when they, you know, before we even look, they have an idea where they want to be. Go to that area morning, noon, and night. Experience it. You know, drive it at 10 o'clock. Drive it at noon. Drive it early in the morning. Check out traffic patterns. Uh, if they see things they're not sure about, then ask more questions about things they're not sure about. But crime, there's stats out there and there's websites to look at. But I, I don't. I've never found them very valuable. I mean, I don't know. Not mm -hmm. a I'm not stat chart guy. I, I like to. I have one that uh, a recent article that popped up that I'll send you that has a link. Oh, I can send you a bunch of links, but I'm. That's my point. They're just stats, and I, I don't know. I'm more about experiencing the, the neighborhood before you move into it. I understand. Anybody else on that on crime? Because we brought out about uh, public transportation. We brought out about crime and HOAs. But I think one of the other things that families and/or people look at is outdoor activities, parks, uh, downtown. We brought you know brought up about that aspect. We want to have a place that's living, that's breathing, that, you know, Sunday through Saturday that that is we're not behind locked up behind closed doors. So out, outdoor activities, parks, festivals, everybody loves, you know, Addison during Fourth of July, of course, they call it Boomtown. Yeah, community. Uh, so what other aspects of that outdoor activities are you looking for to be able to Jogging yeah. trails, biking there's trails. Lakes. Don lakes. said that already, didn't you? Oh, no, I didn't say anything. I thought somebody else would bring out about dog parks. Good yeah. job, Jeff. People, people look at that. Neighborhoods create their magazines around those trails. <laughs> well, for me, it's golf courses, guys. You know, that's that's the aspect. That's, that's how I go around the Metroplex. Oh, yeah, that's close to Cheryl Park or Stevens Park <laughs> or... Oh yeah, that's over next to the colonial or so. And Tom, you can quote me on this. The population is aging. Well, that was what I was going to bring up since you were going to probably bring it up for me anyway. Because we thought so, you'd forget it. No, no. Yeah. I, I'm there. I, <laughs> oh, I'm just oh, okay. Saying. Thank you for reminding me. You could just do that privately in the chat if you were really thinking about being nice. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, but as uh, you know, my wife and I have had active conversations now for quite a bit of time over uh, moving into a senior community type situation. And, you know, Rubson Ranch, Ranch, of course, is one of those places. But we, we were down in Austin this last week. We were, I'm sorry, we were down in uh, um uh, that area of town down there in, uh, I'm sorry, Austin and, um, visiting a couple of our friends up here in Dallas that had moved down there specifically into one of these over 55 type settings, as far as that goes and had bought a house. And it was just this wonderful community, beautiful homes, but it was all pretty much cookie cutter type going back to living in a 
similar subdivision, you know, five different or six different elevations type homes. And again, their house is beautiful and I'm sure it costs them a fair pretty penny to buy. But I thought to myself, why would I want to move from where I am, where I've got the house the way I want, that's on a unique more than nearly, you know, three quarters, I'm sorry, uh, three tenths of an acre lot that where my garden is and start this whole mess over again. And so those are types of situations and concerns that, yeah, I could sell my house and I could get it, uh, you know, a pretty good dollar for it. It's, it's got its unique bid, but then if I go buy one uh, to accommodate the, that type of having a similar community around me, is that better for me? And is that better for my family? And is it better for the my family that wants to come visit me from time to time, which is hard to get them to do, period, anyway? Yeah, and a senior community is only 55, and that's not that old anymore. I mean, I got friends that live in Florida. They're in softball leagues and tennis leagues, and they're very Pickleball active. leagues. They're, they're active. I don't know how active, you know, I don't know what kind of thing you were looking for, Tom, but you know, I got a lot of friends that are down there and they're enjoying life and they're active and they're in, you know, it's just different. So the other thing is the hospitals and the care for the elderly. That's important as you age. And so um, you don't really have to be in a retirement community to experience that. So, uh, but it's an important subject and baby boomers are still a good portion of the population right now. And, and uh, aging, you know, needing more hospital services as, as we go. Outdoor activities and access to medical care. That's hard for veterans because some of, some of the hospitals don't service those. Some of them are, um, I have to say, but I think those are critical. I agree. Access to medical care and development, uh, senior living, it's interesting how how those have popped up around the North Texas area. And you can actually buy a townhome inside a senior community. And they're very successful. Because yep. you still have you were just yeah, you know, we're just talking about the baby boomers and making some downsizing and making some changes. Baby boomers are still taking care of their parents. We're at a point that's that's you know, that's happening in a lot of number wise. Yeah, some baby boomers are needing to be taken care of as well as taking care of their own parents. Well, some are still taking care of their kids too. <laughs> you can have kids ingrained. and you know, hi, I need to work another twenty five years and we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think struggle. I think neighborhoods, community, it's a big thing. And you know, we didn't even talk about religion. Don't know if you're supposed to, but a lot of people want to get around, you know, where they their faith, where they you know, what they believe in. And um, there's that. And so there's a lot that goes into community. A lot of people like going a mile to the grocery store. Others don't want to live anywhere close. Same with schools, like Blair said earlier. I don't mind being across the street from a school a lot. Most people don't want to be anywhere close to a school, but yet they want their kids to be in that school. So I, I don't know. It just every, different strokes for different folks. But Well, I'm going to share one aspect that I think goes unnoticed, or I think we discussed it a little bit here, but uh, with the energy situation taking place on a regular basis, it seems like on, you know, concerns, whether in the middle of the 
summer cooling down with AC and or warming up during the winter with freezes, do you realize a mile from a fire station or a mile from a hospital that the power will stay on in those homes that are close and that <laughs> they will not go down because they are not allowed to? True. There's extra value in that as well as, as looking at homes that you're going to possibly purchase. Uh, that is a huge asset in buying a home that you will not lose power to your home due to the fact that you live on that same grid as that hospital or fire station. It's true. I, it's two below zero here in Dallas, Fort Worth, and I'm not stuttering. Um, you know, everybody's power was coming on, going off, or staying off for a day or two or five. Um, my sister down in South Central Texas, they're well froze, lots of damage to that equipment. Um, but, you know, we we just did our best to have people over. We didn't lose power. We live right around the corner from the fire station. And uh, I'll never complain about the siren ever again. Right. <laughs> okay, what time I, it comes on. Every time I hear it go off now, I think music to my ears. I'm like, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. What a selling What a selling tool for selling your home or what you should be looking for in buying a home. I just think that's one of those aspects about neighborhoods that people don't talk about or understand or even consider until it's too late. It started coming out in conversation after that horrible freeze we had two or three years ago, whatever. I don't even know when that was, but it was, it, it actually did. And it was, it's so true. And now the, you know, Texas makes a lot of uh, headlines with our grid, right? So Still making headlines with our grid. They're closing down more electrical plants, but yet they're not replacing them. Okay, Blair, good input there. So sorry, <laughs> I don't hurt sometimes. Yeah, I'm just saying it, it. Just to go to your point about it is coming out in conversation more and more. Good. Now, how important is it about nearby shopping and restaurants? Well, with DoorDash, who cares? <laughs> or Amazon. Or Even Amazon. if you live out in the country, they have what they call country DoorDash. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yeah, shopping's a, yeah, I think it is. I, I mean, I, you know, especially if you have members that have a lot of times, you know, you know, you're going to be needing these things consistently for many years to come. So, uh, getting to an area that's close by but not uh, obnoxious is probably the key. And not, with the growth we're having, not obnoxious. That's that's an interesting. Well, you look at some of the communities in DFW where they're very specific down to the each brick color to make it blend in, so it doesn't look like it's such. Are you, you talking know, about Legacy West? Legacy West and in South Lake in those areas, how they make their restaurants and everything finish out. That's what I mean. Montana's a suburb of Argyle, and look how look how that's changed. I mean, you you used to if you lived in Argyle, you, there was that downtown area and a post office and stuff, but you had to drive pretty far to get to a, a grocery store. Now there's retail, there's coffee, there's big mm -hmm. Kroger's out there, and Tom Thumbs close, and so. In communities like Dallas-Fort Worth, where we're growing outwards at a pretty fast rate, 
what used to be the country is now you're in an area close to shopping and that isn't what you started out wanting. Absolutely. So, you know, that's what makes it all fun. Yeah. And, and I go back to dog parks and, and walking areas and, and just being able to get outdoors. Now in looking at, we said, we talk about shopping and restaurants is nightlife something that's important in a neighborhood. Again, that depends on, you know, I think the younger, the better there, unless you're, you know, living in New York City or Manhattan, you're there for a reason and you enjoy all that. But if you're living in a suburb in, in Dallas, Fort Worth, um, there's really not a lot of nightlife. There's places. Well, you know, that my wife and I, our first apartment was in kind of the east side of Plano. And now that that downtown's development developed up with all those apartments, I, I think that would have been really cool. We had a chance to live, you know, but that, that was all still old downtown Plano at that time. That yeah. was before owning the horse, right? It was. <laughs> yeah, everybody, it seemed like everybody young, you know, lives down in the at least Deep, for Ellum, a little while. Deep Ellum and, yep. you know, South Greenville, Mockingbird. Um, you know, you get to Capel, I mean, it's closes at about nine or 10 o'clock unless you want pancakes. Hey, hey, oh. hey, 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 hey. Well, hey, is for horses. I don't know. Side, what side that about? Rolled up. I understand. Sidewalks are rolled up in Plano as well. Yep. In most suburbs, they are. Hey, we have our own community theater now. We built a, a presentation place where we've had all sorts of good stuff in that building. Are That's you going to awesome. do Shakespeare in the park for us? I'll come to that. No Shakespeare in the park yet. We don't really have a amphitheater outside, but they don't have any room for a park anymore. <laughs> it's like it's pretty much the yeah, parks that are going to be parks are parks already. The the open spot has got a fence that says "Property of DFW." <laughs> <laughs> Big field. Big field. <laughs> a little concrete on it. Yeah. Now, I think I think entertainment is, you know, again, we're blessed here. If you're if you're wanting to stay out all night and do the nightlife thing, there's plenty of places to go in Dallas, you know, or, or Fort Worth. I love Fort Worth. My God, you feel safe in downtown. I mean, at least we always do. We go downtown Fort Worth. You know, maybe we'll go to Billy Bob's or we'll go to one of the restaurants to eat or just hang out. Never feel threatened at all in downtown Fort Worth at night. I mean, we never have. And well, I think I, you know, one of the things we talk about and we talked about, you know, transportation, but we didn't get to the aspect beyond that, which I think Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex is very blessed by is that we have international travel as well. Oh, we yeah. have train transportation, Amtrak coming right through here, but then we can literally fly coast to coast and or even direct internationally both ways, east and west. Yep. So Big deal. I mean, some of those aspects are, are worth because I know a lot of people in Arkansas have to try that drive an hour to Little Rock before they can travel by air just to another two three states over. Sometimes it's worth driving but flying, where we have that aspect right here in our backyard. Well, you'll notice that when DFW, you know, I moved to Flower Mound when there was four thousand people, and it was out in the sticks and. When you lived in in the Greenville Forest area, which is where we lived, 
it was 20 something miles out the grapevine lake that was a trip you know now it's all city and that airport is what caused it i mean dfw made a big big difference sure and it every time a plane lands it's a million dollars in revenue for dallas and or fort worth it's it's a big 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 thing and international just you're right blair it is we're really lucky here we can go anywhere we're very fortunate well i hope we brought out some of the key topics at least 12 different aspects of a neighborhood anybody should be looking at if you're looking even if you're not a first-time buyer but you've done this there are key aspects of looking at it and making you aware of so i want to thank you find us at welcomehomeradio.net like us share us and uh ask our questions there. We appreciate the time. I'm Blair Thomas. I'm Tom Holm with Champion School of Real Estate. I'm Alan Pace. I'm Jeff Duffy with Fidelity National Title. God bless. Y'all have a great week. Thank you. Peace. Welcome Home Radio production provided by Lunatic Digital. Check the listing of this podcast for the links to our sponsors. And don't forget to like, share, and follow us on social media. Visit welcomehomeradio.net for more information. This was a Lunatic Digital production. Visit lunaticdigital.com for all your digital needs.